See Something Sunday. Hey, I'm Jen. This is my podcast, See Something Sundays, where I am going to attempt to see a new show either on or off Broadway every Sunday until I am broke, and I'll come back and report. This is my lovely wife, Rose, who's here to help me because I am not a good podcaster. That was amazing. You're doing great. This was take eight. They don't have to know about all the other. (laughs) No. It's fine. I'm very excited to be here with you on this inaugural podcast um, where you're going to tell the origins of how you got to this decision to see something on Sundays. And I'm very proud of you for taking this leap into the podcasting world. You're like the last person in America without a podcast. (laughs) Now you're coming to the table. It's kind of like when I lived in Chicago and everybody was either doing like long form improv or folk instruments. So I like bought a banjo. I can't play it, but but we've got that banjo here. Okay, so here is the story. My lovely wife Rose, who you've just met, is trying to write a book, and I am the sort of person who um, is very in need of attention when we're in the same room. So I'm like, oh hey hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hi hi, can I read that? Can I read that? How about that? So I thought it was best if I got out of the house. And so what I did was I went to TDF. I tried to buy a ticket to Torch Song, which was closing on January 6th. Uh, It was not on TKTS, so I did not buy it. Um, And so then I ended up buying a ticket to Head Over Heels, which was also closing on January 6th. Um, I'd seen the show before. I had actually seen it twice before. I had taken one of the kids to see it, and then I had seen it with Rose, my lovely wife Rose. I'm so famous. (laughs) And I really enjoyed it. And I I honestly did not understand why it was closing or why it didn't catch on. I understood why it was closing, but not why it didn't catch on. So I got my ticket. On that particular day, there was a day show and a night show, a matinee and an evening show, which changed the time of the matinee. So I actually missed a good part of the first act. Well, no, you got to go back a little bit because you buy your ticket and then the show was supposed to be... The matinee usually would be at 3 on Sunday. Yes, very fun. And so you were like, I have time to do other stuff. And then we were hanging out, and the whole time you were like, "Yeah, the other stuff." I've was got so much time. <laughs> I've got so much time, and I have plenty of time. And I was like, "Maybe you should check the time." And I never say stuff like that. You I know. never do. And you I was know. like, "Maybe you should check the time." And you're like, "It's fine. I'm good." I was sure it was at three. You were very sure, and then you left in plenty of time to get there at three o'clock. Oh no! And then we, you looked at the ticket. And you were like, oh, my God, it's at 2. And it was like 1. It was one thirty. It was after one thirty. No, it's at one thirty. I, I always leave in time to get to the theater a half an hour before to get myself set up, get a frosé. Yes. You know, get in the jam. Um, so you tried to get there on time, but the MTA did not. Oh, and then did yeah, not the MTA assist. did not help at all. Um, so what should have been about a 20 to 30-minute train ride was almost a solid hour. So that did not help. No, it didn't. So, But you did... See half of it. I did see half of it, but I was really sad not to see the whole thing. There's um a couple of numbers. The very first number was it's a very kind of percussive. We've got to be it's great. It sets up the whole scene, tells you what you're again, I've seen this before, so it's not like I don't know what's going on, but I really enjoyed that number. And then one or two numbers later, one of the daughters sings a song beautiful and brings down the house. And I was super sad to miss that, and then I missed you know, peppermint, isn't it? Yes. Um, I missed, I missed 
that number. And I, I just missed a you lot You missed, of like, the, the, the half of the show. And if it was the last time you were ever going to see this show, that kind of, like, sucks. It was not... the last day the show was available. Exactly. So if I had not done what I did, which was march my butt down to TKTS to see if they had any tickets for the final show, like, ever, which they did. They had one. It was in the fifth row, smack in the middle. Well, I that was with people the ticket in the cast moms. They're all very proud. They were saving that ticket for you. They were. So that was your, so are you considering that your inaugural See Something Sundays, or is that the origin story that led to the inaugural? I would, because I was trying to figure out something to do to get out of the house again, so I'm not, I was like, hey. You're so cute. It's very hard not to look at you. It's very hard not to pay attention to your cute little face. If, if, if I'm at least very persistent. <laughs> so... I was trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, it's like, well, maybe I'll go see a play. But when I was sitting in this theater, you know, and people, the audience, a lot of them had been there multiple times. A lot of those people were really devastated. That for, it was closing. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Um, that show had a lot of representation of all different sorts that you don't typically see on Broadway. So people of different genders or people of different sizes or people who are transgender, like, there was just yeah, and a like, lot of different... there was racial diversity well, in the cast. That is what the the kid I brought said. You know, oh my gosh, it's like my two moms. Aww, yeah, it was really cute. That was really cute. Yes, there's lesbians. There's interracial uh, lesbian relationship. There's a person of size and like who's in a main role as like a you know like a romantic lead. That's the most beautiful person. In the yeah, yeah, she's like the one. And um, she is super pretty, but it's not generally something you see. No, on Broadway. So no, and there's obviously well, I don't know. Obviously, we're kind of like not going in order, but the the plot of it has to do with like gender. Gender non-conforming people, trans people, um, people cross-dressing for like disguise reasons, but like Which is the getting classic, into really. it, That's but getting like into classic. it, but getting into it and being like, I'm incorporating this yeah. now. So it has a lot of different exciting things happening that you're right, you don't always see. Also, the music is great, and the book was really good. What did you think about it? Because you also saw. So it. now we're just talking about Head Over Heels. We're just talking about Head Over Heels, right? Okay. So I loved it. It was the best. Jen took me to see Head Over Heels after she had already seen it. And she was like, I think you should really see this. It's going to close soon. So we went. And I just liked it so much more than I thought I would. It's a jukebox musical, technically, with the... Not technically, actually. It is actually, a jukebox musical. It's the Go-Go's. With the music of the Go-Go's. Um, Which has, have a pretty good catalog. I mean... Yeah, great songs. But I would say that that wasn't really what captured me when I was in the audience. I was actually really enjoying the book and really enjoying the the flow of the story aside from the musical numbers. I was like sad when they stopped talking because it's an iambic pentameter. Right. And in the Elizabethan tradition of like a Shakespearean comedy with people dressing as other people and yeah. falling in love with the wrong people yeah, and people getting a... mixed up with who they're supposed to have a romantic assignation with and all of that like very old school like much to do about nothing kind of stuff. It was a past, I think it was described as like a pastoral, like Shakespearean sex romp. Yes. The music of the Go-Go's, which was a very accurate description. That's 100% exactly what it is. It was and also very funny. It's very funny. It's very funny, especially if you are a person who really likes theater. And I think that's the thing is that, like, I don't know if they knew how to market it or not, but even if you marketed it well to, like, every, you know, LGBT 
Q person who might want to go to a show and every like Go Go's fan and every like you I think know, they did try to market person's the Go-Go's mom. Fan. Like, that's my age demographic. It's still really going to be the the people who really know theater and like theater are going to be people who like really understand like the fullness of its effect because yeah. it has a lot of um, stuff that's funny because it like references you know like Shakespeare or. Or musicals, right? Yes. Or like I don't know, and the costumes were good. Costumes I just liked great. it. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, it was the fun. Performances were all really great. Yeah, the performances were great. There was not the a singing was terrific. Was... Everybody was awesome. Everybody looked good. It was a really fun place. And but I do feel like oh. a lot of people in the audience were like, I don't know what's happening. Like it they kind were of overwhelmed. Me of Priscilla when we went to see Priscilla, which was a much more I think probably popular show at at the time. There were a bunch of people sitting near us from I don't know where, but they were like, what the hell is going yeah. on here? Like, I do feel like there's a little bit of that, but people don't take a chance anymore. And that actually is kind of how I got the idea to just see something every Sunday. Just see something. Whatever. Go see something. So, Because you feel that more people should be taking a chance on different performances, live theater performances. Well, I was saying the other day, you know, like, if you come in from out of town, and you want a Broadway performance, and you have spent an exorbitant amount of money. Yes. Not because people are like trying to like milk you for a lot of money. You put no, the, it's it takes expensive. a lot of money yes. to put on the shows. I mean, it's not just the actors on the stage or the musicians in the pit or the stage managers. It's also the house staff. It, it, it's a million different people, and it's every time they put on that show, you have to pay them. So it's a very expensive proposition. I get it. You want to know that what you're getting for your money is what you're expecting. I live here. I can go whenever I want. You can go all the time. I'm, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> you can go as much as but you can afford I to go. I can go to see something. Yes. Every Sunday. That's true. You're footloose and fancy free. I definitely wouldn't go that far. Well, this is exciting. I love to go to the theater myself, but we don't always agree on what we would like to see. We do not. Uh, we don't agree on what television shows to watch or what movies not. to watch. The only thing we can agree on is like a bake show. And The Good Place. The Good Place. Who doesn't like The Good Place? I don't know. That's Terrible people. Thing. More people like have just gotten on board with The Good Place. I'm one of those people though. See? Because people were always like, you should watch The Good Place. You should watch The Good Place. And I was like, I'm yeah, stubborn. I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I was stubborn. Oh, so so you can go see whatever you want. Like, that's so liberating, Anything. so exciting. You don't really need to have any other judgment other than your own. And you were talking about how you feel that the critics or, criti- like, you know, like the the most sort of I, I amplified will, I will criticisms say that the, sometimes. The time, like, there are things you could dislike about any musical. But some of the criticism... And part of it was apologized for was just unnecessary for that show for, for that head show. over but heels. I've seen other shows that get that treatment. Like, uh huh, I'm going to be snarky about it, aren't I? Clever. And I'm not saying this by a particular reviewer, right? But I see it all the time. And so I do want to just like not. I'm not interested in getting into like in depth analysis of the dramatic. I want to tell you if it's fun. Yeah, you're just like this so is what was heels. cool about it. Ding. Definitely fun. Super fun. Yeah. Super fun. Well, you know what the thing is about criticism, too? Especially if they come out and they're like, oh, like, there was this thing happening and and it's so unusual. Like, you know what I mean? Why not just, like, allow things to be as they are and just receive it? I don't know. 
Well, I mean, I think there's some interest. I don't think it's... Oh, God, I don't think it's intentional, but I think that there is an interest on the part of people who are part of the establishment to make sure the establishment sees the establishment because it stays the establishment, because if not, what use are they? Yeah. If there's some sort of radical change, what could they possibly, you know? Like, like they're gatekeeping. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't love it. On the other hand, I have been subjected to one terrible Broadway show, and I can say a couple things about it. I will not say what show it was. You know it was bad. It was so bad. It was another jukebox musical. It gave me a lot of imp- like more appreciation for the artist that they the used. catalog. There were some very impressive performances of some very difficult material, and that it was way too cold in that. It's yeah. freezing. Yeah. So that was not a good show. But even you know, even that. Come on. <laughs> you could say what it was. No, I'm not going to. Oh my god, she's gonna only stay positive. So that's your thing. You're staying positive. Yeah, if I don't like something, you won't hear much about it. Okay, well, and it's just my opinion. And who am I? I am no Ben Brantley. I'm no Charles Asher. Like I'm not. Thank I'm no goodness. Brantley. Yeah, you wouldn't like me as much. <laughs> I would day, not. Because I would have a penis. <laughs> but oh my god. No, so you're post. just coming coming to your own conclusion. Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast, What a Shocker. It's called Unspooled, where it, they watch the AFI Top 100 movies. Oh, cool. One of the hosts, the one who's not Paul Shearer, um, is Do a woman. Have a name? I think her name's Amy. Um, I forget her last name. <laughs> I'll put it in. Here's the space for her last name. Nicholson. Um, <laughs> so she... She's a she's a film critic, and she was saying that like her advice to young people trying to like break into the criticism biz is that you have to you should not like go by lists of okay these are the top movies or this is what people think is great because in the end you can only have your own your opinion is the only thing that's valuable about what you're trying to bring to the table and if you just reflect the idea of this is what people have already decided are the best things or this is the things that are the worst things, then you're not your own self. You're not an original voice. You have to just come to it with your own perspective and the things that you like, you like. And the things that you don't like, you don't like. And if you can write about it in a way or speak about it in a way that's, like, interesting for other people, then that's useful. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I just, I'm not interested in trying to tear anybody down. No. Especially people who worked really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at best a mediocre actor, and even, like, being my e- mediocre self, like, was hard. Like, that was a lot of work. Even putting out a play in high school is a lot of work. So I don't, I'm not a critic. I'm just not. It's not in my nature. You're just here I'm for just having here. a good time. I'm here for the good time. Okay, so Head Over Heels was a good time. That Definitely was your first time. initial See Something Sunday. Then what was the next Sunday? We're covering two in this episode, is yeah. that correct? Yeah, because I didn't know I wanted to do a podcast. Okay, so now she's just catching up. Yeah. So what was the second the second Sunday? I went to go see Nassim at City Center. Okay. And that's a hard one to talk about. Yeah, I know. You were very... I was like, how was the show? And you were like... Hmm. No, it's not hard to talk about because I, it was an excellent show. I really enjoyed it. The problem is that it's a show that if I say too much about it, it would ruin the show for any person who happened to actually hear this. So I can't say too much about it. But I will say what is publicly out there. Okay, so there's like they t- do they tell you what they you tell can't you during tell the show, anybody what we're doing? You, can, or? you know, it's called being a good person, Rose. 
No, but I'm serious. Like, do they really tell you not to say stuff? No. It's not like when you walk out of that Harry Potter play and they, like, literally hand you a button that says keep the secrets and there's, like, an implied you motherfucker on there. No. Yes. It's not quite that like that. It's more like at the beginning of the show they say, okay, so just so everybody's aware of the setup, we have an actor. It was uh, Willa Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. She's lovely. She has not seen the script. She has not seen the play. She does not know anything about this. So there have to be, there has to, like, keep their secrecy so that the actors who may yeah. in the future be in it, because it's always a different actor. It's always a different actor, but it's always more or less the same script. Okay, so it's to keep that the performers from knowing what they may experience. Also because if you know as the audience, I don't think it would be as emotionally um, affecting. And I think that it was very moving. I mean, having an actor do that is a little gimmicky, right? You know, Come in without yeah, seeing Yeah, the playwright anything. has done it before. In previous it. plays. What is that playwright's name? Nassim? <sighs> he taught us how to say it. I don't remember. Uh, but he did White Rabbit, Red Rabbit. Okay. In New York City, I think, last year, maybe. And did that have the same... It was the same general idea. An actor's handed a script. It does not play out the same way. Are you looking them up? I'm trying to. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I'm going to try to... Suleiman Poor. So anyway, you go in, and she is told... And you have to, like, first of all, I want to say something about any actor who volunteers to do this. This actor I don't think is that well-known in this country. I think she's done a BBC Little Women recently. Okay. I think maybe she's going to be in the Goldfinch, but I don't think I've seen her a lot. Sometimes you get very well-known actors. Like in the last play, I think Nathan Lane might have done mm-hmm. it in a few days. So I think it really varies. Um, so I didn't know anything about this actor, and she was just very well. She's like, yep, sure, absolutely, I'm here. Yeah, they got to be like <laughs> they, up they for it. They have to go all in, and I don't know. I, I certainly couldn't do that. So they just come in fresh they off the street, in. and then... Some instructions are given to them, or like, how do they She's know told what to do? To open a box, it's like a file box that you might find like holding copy paper in an office. Yep. And so what it says is, walk to the screen, clap your hands once, and wait. And then behind the stage somewhere, like the light goes on. There's a light that goes on on the screen. There's a screen behind her, and there's a man's hand, and he is unwrapping some paper. And the papers are written out, and it says, do this, do that, do the other. Um, during the course of the play, she, <laughs> she <laughs> is told, like, you know, what's your favorite restaurant? She says, she said, and he's like, great. And then the next page says, I'd like to invite you all. She's reading it. She oh, she has to, to read whatever it yeah, says. Yeah, she has to read whatever it says. I'm inviting you all to come with me after. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's very... It was a very personal story. It was about him growing up in Iran. And his mother is still in Iran. And she had never heard his plays in Farsi, which mm-hmm. is the language he grew up speaking. So it's a lot about about language. And it's a lot about connection. Really a beautiful play. But again, I might not have taken a chance on it had I not decided to go down this road. Does it ever get to a point where the actor is, like, actually performing, like, a monologue? Or is it more, like, structural, like, they're, like, within a thing that things are happening? You know what I mean? The actor can make different choices, but there is a play within the play. Like an actual play? Yes. That the actor is asked, you know, to help with. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's in Farsi. 
You so, will have learned some Farsi leaving there. Okay. All right. Wow. I can say once upon a time. It doesn't literally translate, but it's um, yaki bud, yaki nabud. So it's like the beginning of a story. Yeah. Well, that sounds very, like, very, I don't know, like, really good experience of being there for it. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's a live theater experience. It is very live. And also, the, the playwright eventually makes it onto the stage. Right. And so he's literally right there. This is not a large theater. This is the second stage over at City Center. So it's like... Tiny. Intimate. Yeah. That's where we saw Party Face. Yeah, that's pretty small. Yeah. So you... It's like three sides of it. It's yeah. like you're all... You could see everybody. Yes. And you're very close. Like, there's not a... um The stage is not, like, raised up. It's, like, right there on, on your level where you're sitting. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's... Because it's that kind of an intimate space, I feel like it really engendered an intimacy among the crowd to the point where the woman next to me, who actually, as it turned out, also was from Iran, you know, like, grabbed my arm at the end. Like, Aww. it was... Like, yeah, it's... That is nice. So you're glad. This was a very positive see something. It was a very positive see something Sunday. All right. Off to a great start. Two great plays in a row. So far, so good. Very different reasons. They're great. What is the next Sunday upcoming? Oh, it's a play called The Other Josh Cohen. What is it about? I don't know. <laughs> so are you trying to pick things like, how are you picking these things? Are you just picking whatever's there? Whatever sounds cool? Like, so I am not independently wealthy, so I cannot. I know. <laughs> no. So this is what I'm limited to. I can pay $50 or less for ticket, straight out. Or if it's on TDF or TKTS, I'll go buy it. But I can do that. So a lot of your selection is going to be based on the price. Right. But also, what my thinking is, is that shows before opening night tend to be on TV. Yeah, yeah, because they're trying to get some people in there. So, I'm going to try and get in there. All right. So, where's the other Josh Cohen, whatever it may Uh, be? Where is it playing? The West Side Theater, I think. The West Side Theater. I don't know. Look it up. I'm not going to look it up. I like this mystery of what it could be. And all I know is that people talking about it are often wearing a red and black check plaid shirt. Like, I've seen people cosplaying. I do not, because I was on the Broadway Con. So there con are people Instagram. cosplaying this at Broadway Con. Yeah. And we don't know what it is. No idea. Well, this is exciting. Maybe. It's up and coming. It's it's definitely up. So. It's up and coming in your weekend. All right. Well, so then when you've seen it, will you be coming back here to discuss? Yes. All right. Yes. I will meet you here next week. You live here. <laughs> but I wouldn't, you don't have to meet <laughs> We'll meet here next week and we will discuss the other just But only the positive parts. Only the positive parts. Okay. If it's a real disaster, we'll skip it, but I don't think it is. No, if it's a real disaster, you just have a very short podcast. Yeah, five minutes. You can always find something positive. Mm Mm-hmm. I also really like red and black plaid, so right there. (laughs) That's it. It's your podcast. You have to end it. Oh, how should I end it? Okay. It's Sunday. You're in the city. Say something. That was good. Isn't that good? It was very good. Thank you, boo. Thank you, that boo.